0: KYW original podcasts. The coronavirus pandemic from KYW in depth.
1: I'm Charlotte Reese. Right now, people are making decisions that they normally wouldn't. People are rushing to the grocery stores, buying toilet paper in bulk. So, I wanted to reach out to a professor at Temple University to see how our decisions that we're making right now during this unprecedented time of a pandemic are being affected by what's going on around us. Dr. Crystal Reek is an Associate Professor of Marketing and Associate Director of the Center for Applied Research and Decision Making at Temple University. She's an expert in consumer behavior, emotional influences on decision-making, and how the brain processes risk and uncertainty. Dr. Reek, thank you for joining us on In Depth. Of course. What's the connection between our decision-making and influences outside of ourselves, like the coronavirus right now?
0: Sure. I think one of the aspects here that's really critical for people is this is a time of great uncertainty, right? The situation is changing very quickly. It's kind of a volatile environment in terms of planning your behavior and making choices. Uh, And I think that's causing a lot of anxiety and stress for a number of different people, the fact that there's so much uncertainty. That's one influence of the current pandemic on people's decision-making and behavior. Related to that is the fact that there are a number of different emotions that people are experiencing in in relation to this. People are more anxious. They're more distressed. They may be more stressed. And all of those can also end up impinging on people's decision making as well and causing them to make choices or behave in ways that they might not necessarily have done otherwise.
1: One thing people are discussing are trips that they had to cancel or are thinking about canceling. What would you say to people who are faced with those decisions right now?
0: Certainly. Um, so I should be really clear that I'm not a public health specialist or a medical professional. So I think I'll start by just parenting the general advice, which is that you should be in touch with your doctor and sort of staying up to date on the latest advisories from, say, the CDC and things like that. That's always going to be the best information. But I will say I think people who may be considering traveling or maybe considering what the, the pandemic means for them may be experiencing a lot of uh, sort of negative emotions, a lot of anxiety, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of stress. And I think one of the things um, that they should be thinking about it, is in terms of coming up with a plan, coming up with sort of how they're going to cope with the, the situation moving forward would be to consider sort of how they they want to manage those emotional states moving forward. And there are a number of different strategies that research has demonstrated can have really powerful effects on people's emotional states. And I think that's one of the the key pieces to keep in mind here is that people can actually control in many ways their emotional reactions to the unfolding circumstances around them. So some of the strategies that we know work really well for people managing their emotions are to change the kinds of things that they're thinking about, either in terms of directing their attention to other sources of information or things going on, or to try to help them sort of reframe or reappraise things that are unfolding around them. So, for example, they could try to focus on some of the positive information out there that might be important for them. Uh, Relatedly, you can sort of reframe uh, some of the disruptions that are happening right now, not as negative experiences, but as opportunities. So maybe this is an opportunity to sort of uh, try out working from home or learn more about remote working software, things like that. And sort of reframing the experience that way can help people feel more positively. I think one of the important things to remember is that, A lot of these emotion regulation strategies can impact not just how people feel, so they may feel sort of less negatively, uh, but it can also change things about how their body responds to these emotional reactions. So it can make people's hearts beat more slowly, their breathing calm down and stabilize. It can make uh, regions of the brain that are typically associated with emotional processing sort of less reactive during these times. So a lot of these, these different strategies people can use to regulate their emotions will not just change how they feel about different things, but can also change how those emotions are going to manifest for them physically as well.
1: Aside from travel, people are stocking up on everything from food to toilet paper. What's the thought process there?
0: I think one of the ways people try to respond to uncertainty and volatility around them is to try to prepare It's one of the the things we can do that sort of help us sort of cope with the fact that there are a number of really stressful circumstances unfolding is to just invest in preparation. So I think that's one of the reasons that people who may be feeling anxious, especially may be the ones most likely to decide that they want to go ahead and prepare and stock up on a lot of these items, even ones that seem kind of unrelated to the current situation, like stocking up on toilet paper, for example, or water. You know, we live in Philadelphia, a city with absolutely wonderful Running tap water that's available, Um, and there's no sign that that's going to be impacted by anything that's happening now, and yet people are still stocking up on bottled water just to be on the safe side. That's not necessarily a bad thing to do. A lot of the recommendations are you know, any household should have some water stocked up in case there's an emergency that happens. But again, I think that's one of the reasons that people are kind of taking it even a bit farther now is just because they're concerned and anxious, and preparation is one of the ways that they're coping with that anxiety.
1: What's some general advice for people having trouble making decisions right now?
0: I guess one of the best things you can do under the circumstances is to slow yourself down a little bit and to reconsider why it is that you're thinking about taking certain behaviors. And I think that'll help people recognize when some of their reactions may be more of a knee-jerk and when there may actually be sort of more of a rationale or an explanation behind why they're doing something. that would be my first piece of advice, slow down. The other piece of advice I would have is go ahead and vet your decision-making against some of the other people around you. So, you know, slowing down is one way to sort of revisit your own decision-making where you're trying to take a pause and have yourself think about your decision-making process. But what you can also do is vet it with someone else. So run past them what it is you're thinking about doing and why, and they may be able to help give you some insight about whether or not that likely makes sense. Right. Whether your logic is sound, your rationale is sound. So basically talk it out
1: with someone.
0: Exactly. I'll go ahead and add one other thought. Mm -hmm. Um, When we think about managing emotions, we tend to focus on how people manage their own feelings, how people can regulate their own emotions. But it's really important to bear in mind that people can also influence the emotions of those around them. I can, for example, do things to help you manage your emotions. And that's especially important in times like this, where even if you're not diagnosed with COVID-19 or you don't have to self-quarantine, you may know people who do. And folks who are under the situation where they're self-monitoring may be especially anxious and they may be especially lonely and isolated. And so one of the things to keep in mind are the things that we can do to sort of help support those people. So you can pick up the phone or use FaceTime or Hangouts or Skype or whatever to go ahead and reach out to people who may be uh, self-monitoring in order to support them. So just by having that point of contact, you can do a lot to reduce the anxiety and the loneliness that people may be experiencing in this situation. There's research coming out of psychology and neuroscience that shows that when people are undergoing painful experiences, if they're reminded of someone close to them, they actually report feeling less pain, and the portions of the brain that respond to pain show dampened responses. There's actually less reactivity to the painful event when that happens. So even just reminding someone that you're there for them and reaching out to them can do so, so much to help support them at this time. So I guess I would encourage people to think not just about their own emotion reactions, but what they can do to help sort of calm and manage the emotional reactions of other people that are important to them.
1: Thank you so much for your time again, Dr.
0: Reed. Mm -hmm. Take care.
1: Take care. That's all for this episode of KYW In-Depth Coronavirus. I'm Charlotte Brees, and we'll be back with another episode soon.